All right, jerks. I mean, friends that are, thank you guys for being here. We have a camera for every crowd member. If you can, <laughs> we wanted to provide everyone with a different angle. So if you guys could just pick up a camera. It's like a Coldplay concert, how they do that <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Nothing's better than a Coldplay concert. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, All right, we're starting Stab's the team of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience sort of you guys. in a show called Stab. Stab. Hello! Welcome to Stab. It's our five-year anniversary. Stab. As Jesse said, we have one person in the crowd for each year we've been doing the show. Thank you, thank you guys for coming out. Um, I'm doing okay. It could be better, but hey, let's let's go ahead and bring up uh, your contestants. Are you ready to meet your contestants for the the five-year anniversary Stab. Stab show? First time. All right. Well, welcome to the stage first. Um, you know, Ray Molina. Ray Molina. He's, he's behind me. Now he's in front of me. And he'll be sitting. He'll be sitting closest to me, Ray. Sit close to me. Sit closer. Stab. And uh, in the middle, we got Jamie Fernandez. Jamie Fernandez. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Fernandez. Woo! Jamie Fernandez. She has a balloon. Yes, Jamie. For the viewers that aren't here. And uh, last but least, uh, Jesse Jones. Jesse Jones. Yeah, Jesse Jones. Welcome. Welcome. So many cameras. You guys, welcome. Welcome. Uh, thank you guys for doing the show. I appreciate welcome. it. Um, it's a fucking treat. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Ray, no, f- no photography. <laughs> Please, we don't allow photography. Um, Everybody has to have a camera. Ray. <laughs> I just mean to <laughs> shout at you like a dog. I'm all right. Your face is little right here. It's, it's yeah. a big one over there. It's what? Is it big? I have no, a big it's face. It's all right. It's no, it's side. big. It's a big. It's a big yeah, face. It is. I didn't know. I had a big face. Yeah, you had. Face. I mean, but you're small. You have a small face. Mm, come on. <laughs> you have a small face. Small head. Okay. Just you now have a small face on a big mean. head. Hmm. Yeah, so I th- that I has taken a turn that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Ray's wearing a beanie, so I can't tell. <laughs> are you, are you you guys want to just fucking start playing the game? Is that all? There's not going to be any more of an <laughs> intro no, here. No, no more, no more banter. Well, no more banter. I think we should arm the teachers. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I, don't I think mean we that. should arm the that children. No, what do you do? You think we should? Let's just no, yeah. No, I don't. Let's just right, go. Let's, into let's it. go. All right. I All really right. want to drop this balloon. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Everyone dances with this. Okay. Sound effects. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this this is not how we wanted to start the show, um, but doing it. You know, whatever. Uh, the, the name of this segment is called Reorganization, and it's quite appropriate. Uh, guys, please take this acronym and reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Um, I know we've already mentioned it several times about it being uh, STAB's fifth year of being a thing, 
But today's acronym is has been. <laughs> H-A-S-B-E-E-N, has been, that never was. Um, Ray, what does has been mean to you? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, had a real, I had a real problem with this one. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't know, like, uh, I'm not good with, I'm not great with words. Okay. <laughs> um, so I didn't really know what, and honestly, I'm just sort of, it's something just came to mind right now. Yeah. So you're prepared. Because I wrote a bunch saying. of words for the letters. Right. But there's no, no, like, uh, um, nothing that linked them together and no sort of theme. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Although now I'm seeing a theme in a lot of what I wrote t uh, today for today, and it's kind of dark, I guess. Um, so I guess we'll call this one, um, it's about the earth. It's a has-been, the earth. And I just wrote horseshit, um, asphyxiation, suffer, biotoxin, Enron, environments, nuclear. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I had other stuff for it, uh, but... I think you. I figured that was too dark, so I just went with this stuff. <laughs> so, okay, good. Um, Jamie. Yeah. You there? Yes. What does has been mean uh, to you? Okay, so has been is a helium addiction support banquets, eradicating enviable noises. Okay. <laughs> that is my. What is that again? Uh, <laughs> one more time. Um, helium. Addiction, support banquets, mm -hmm. eradicating enviable noises. All right. That is, and I wrote a little something too. <laughs> All right. It goes, oh, we're supposed to write something for this, yes. right? Yes, sure. So, okay. Yeah, Ray. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is going to be horrible. Um, the helium addiction support banquets eradicating enviable noises was established in the early 90s. Side note, that could have been the last three of that acronym. With the, <laughs> intent, <laughs> with the intent of helping those afflicted with an underreported addiction, the ongoing and excessive use of helium for funny noises and general messing around purposes. Uh, once a birthday anecdote... Your unmarried oldest uncle did to almost no laughs at a child's birthday party has gone beyond... <laughs> The birthday party circuit and into the suburbs, uh, offices, and vacation houses. Pause. We spoke with <laughs> we spoke with longtime sufferer and founder of uh, of Hasbin, Colleen Bonehead, who now works on the banquets full time. <laughs> Let me just take a hit real just. quick. <laughs> Gotta get Colleen to the mic. Gotta get Colleen up here. <laughs> Your voice could go higher. <laughs> that is lung capacity. Look at that. For a smoker, that's surprising. <laughs> it got to the point where <laughs> I would wake up every day and think, how weird would it be if I brought balloons to the office again? <laughs> How weird would it be if I did a little in the morning to try to amuse my husband? <laughs> Is it normal to be doing this alone in my car? <laughs> 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 Laughing hysterically at something that is objectively not that funny. <laughs> I was a mess before husband came along. It saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen 
<laughs> is one of over 1,000 members of Has Been who meet inexplicably uh, at local <laughs> rented banquet halls um, where the support meetings are catered and there's sometimes music and dancing. When asked if the banquets were to give the support group more of a party atmosphere so balloons would seem more appropriate, <laughs> Colleen denied it. <laughs> No! <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course we wouldn't do that. Before laughing hysterically. <laughs> Very good. Don't let it out. Let Ray have some. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Jamie Fernandez. We could have done that in post, you know. But okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you for... It's always fun to try and juggle props and <laughs> yeah. production elements. And That's great. Yeah. Jesse Jones, what does has been mean to you? We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for an important Channel 7 Action News special report. I'm Ariel Marsh. <laughs> Reports are just coming in that the convicted serial slasher Benjamin Murder Mask Kirkland has escaped prison and is currently at large. Officials stationed at The Trunk, the Ultramax security facility built specifically to house Murder Mask, are still attempting to account for all their losses and missing personnel, with some estimating the casualties are likely to top 30-plus, including guards and other various operations personnel. I'm getting word. Let's go to reporter Gavin La Jolla, live in the small town of Vestens, five miles outside of the mountainside entrance of The Trunk. Gavin? Helium voice. <laughs> oh, I could. No, it's not up. Ariel, the sound of the trunk's blaring siren and frantic circling helicopters fill the air here. Meanwhile, the streets are empty. Gavin, what's the feeling in Vestons this evening? Well, residents knew the risk associated with the nearby facility, even though they were promised it was inescapable, even for someone with murder masks power set. But so far, from everyone I've asked since arriving, the prevailing feeling around here since hearing the news about, about this has been the same. Honestly, Ariel, since Benjamin escaped, everyone's nervous. <laughs> Gavin La Jolla, Action 7 News, back to you. <laughs> Good job. What was, the ac what was your acronym? You had to listen carefully. <laughs> I buried it in there. Honestly, Ariel. Okay. Since Benjamin escaped, <laughs> everyone's nervous. There we go. There we go. There we go. You guys, um, I'm having a good time. No, good. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Are you guys having a good time? Yes. I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel good. Great. Uh, good. We'll do the next uh, segment then. This is uh, <laughs> segment by segment. We'll just decide at the end of each one whether we're going to continue. Uh, this next segment's called the top five Google searches from the perspective of, please have composed the top five Google searches from the perspective of the five-year-old, your five-year-old self. You as a five-year-old, what would the top five things you'd search on Google? Uh, we'll do one at a time. Ray Molina, what's the first of five things that you would search as a five-year-old? I gotta again apologize. I've been in a dark place, I think. I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking at these and I'm not, I wish I could. I wanted to be like a, Speaking of light and hope for the <laughs> show, but uh, five things I would have searched. Um, why does everything make me cry? Okay, <laughs> that's one. Okay, then we'll, we're going to do one at a time. Why does everything make you cry? Now, Jamie Fernandez. Uh, who really is David the Gnome? 
We'll look that up later. Top five switches from my five-year-old self. Yes. Need to reset that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who the fuck keeps pouring all this piss in my bed while I'm sleeping? <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Ray Molina. The second one. Uh, do do all dogs die in your arms? <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. That's good. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Similar. Uh, <laughs> how to get rid of cat body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. Not similar at all. <laughs> Looney Tunes. When the fuck time is that shit on? <laughs> well, you're vulgar, young man. Well, it's not how I remember it, but it's how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, you're third of three. Uh, what is a father? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Similar. Uh, <laughs> when is dad coming home? <laughs> you guys have the same parents? <laughs> I I, I, I'm actually glad I went in a d- different direction because we could be three for three on just about all yeah. of this. So. <laughs> So I'm glad I took a in left. In real life. <laughs> like you're yeah, like, no, yeah, okay. Yeah. All, all of these sound eerily similar. <laughs> uh, third. Who the fuck else thinks they can climb as high on this motherfucking jungle gym as this motherfucker right here? Ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how do I get my real mother out of the wall? <laughs> 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 if this is the same, I'm no, gonna. It's not. Okay. Santa Claus current location. <laughs> right, that's you brightened up. Right. Bright, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Right. Jesse, you're fourth. Looney Tunes. <laughs> what the fuck channel is that shit on? <laughs> and you're fifth of five. Um, Ray Molina. Did I kill that girl with my mind? (laughs) (laughs) That's first grade. Uh, Mongoose bike pics. (laughs) Uh, With pigs. I miss my mongoose. (laughs) Hey, Google. How badass is a five-year-old race car driver? Nah, don't even answer that shit. Because you don't even exist yet. (laughs) (laughs) That is the top five Google searches from the perspective of your five-year-old selves. Yeah. Yeah. I never never expect myself to be the upbeat one. (laughs) So that just threw me off completely. This is great. Well, this uh, brings us to our third. We'll keep going. We're going to keep going with this. Decision made. I'm overriding crowd um, no I'm kidding All right, uh, this next segment is called uh, this was today once Ray Molina on this date 1948 NASCAR was incorporated uh, also on this very date 1866 Lucy B. Hobbs Taylor becomes the first US woman to earn a DDS degree how about that how'd you celebrate that combined uh, I, I, I first want to say Lucy B. Hobbs Taylor a name that's as pretty as Lucy B. Hobbs Taylor herself. 
<laughs> she was considered the Amelia Earhart of dentistry if dentistry was, if Amelia was the first woman to fly, which she wasn't, and if Lucy Hobbs died during a simple extraction, which she didn't. <laughs> Des- despite extractions being 99% of what dentistry was at the time. Uh, is it a coincidence that NASCAR became NASCAR on the very same day that Lucy became the first American woman to receive a dental surgery degree? It's uh, no secret that nobody respects women more than NASCAR fans. <laughs> and they aren't afraid to openly pay homage to, contrib- uh, to the contributions made by women by letting Target be one of their sponsors. <laughs> NASCAR fans strongly believe women have earned the freedom and independence to shop at Target. <laughs> A lot of people would say that Target picked up where Lucy B. Hobbs Taylor <laughs> left off. <laughs> I love saying her name. So that's what I did. Me and my girlfriend drove recklessly to Target with the spirit of bigotry in my heart and alcohol in my blood so that we could carry the torch of independence forward. Once there, she asked, what should we get? That's her voice, man. <laughs> and I said, toothpaste. And then she looked at me with a devilish grin and said, you know what? And I said, what? <laughs> she said, we should do something special today. I said, oh, I, I know what you're thinking. And we both smiled and said at the same time, mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> and then we rammed our cart into some other carts and headed towards the register, feeling <laughs> pleased with ourselves and fantasizing that maybe one day, if we were to have a daughter, she too could do unlicensed dentistry until a board of creepy men deem her worthy. <laughs> Very good, Ray. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was good. That was good. This is a special time, guys. Look at all of us here together in a small group. Bonding. <laughs> Over comedy. Jamie. Yes. On this date, 1983, Donald Davis runs one mile backwards in six minutes. Yeah. Crazy. 7.1 seconds. Uh, also on this very date, 1947, the first broadcast of a U.S. T- TV soap opera, A Woman to Remember airs. Uh, how did you celebrate these aforementioned events in tandem? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's typical to celebrate the launch uh, of an old-ass soap opera and an old-ass dude running backwards by attending a all-black pool party. I know you guys were... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I kn- it's not. I decided to go on a different route to celebrate, <laughs> and, and, in so, and so in order to pay my respects to the old-ass soap opera and old-ass dude, I wanted to share a quick scene from a new soap opera that I'm writing uh, in honor of these two events starring Donald Davis, backwards runner, yes. um, and Ruth DeVitt, the star of a walk to remember, you guys all know, A woman to remember. Yeah, it's hard to get her, but um, (laughs) it's hard to get her, but made it happen. Uh, So I'm going to share just a little excerpt from the soap opera titled uh, A a Walk Backwards to Remember. Um, Interior night. Um, A dimly lit living room with antique furniture, large bookcases, and a wet bar of only Albertson's brand vodka. Ruth DeVitt, late 40s, disheveled hair, Looks like she shops exclusively at CVS. Lounges on the antique couch, puffing American spirit in the yellow box. When there's an unusual bang at the door, Ruth, hello? From behind the door. It's me, Ruth, Donald Davis. Ruth immediately puts her cigarette out and smooths the top of her ugly ass hair. Ruth, 
come in. Donald Davis opens the door and walks backwards through the room and stands in front of Ruth, facing away from her. You know, because he runs right. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Davis facing away. Ruth, where have you been? I've been calling you. Didn't you hear the news? I ran a mile backwards in six minutes. Everyone is talking about it. Ruth, by everyone do you mean? Close up on Ruth's face. My sister? <laughs> Donald Davis turns around towards her and then starts walking backwards towards the wet bar. Donald, how did you find out? Ruth, she posted it on Pornhub. <laughs> Donald, damn liberals. Ruth, what? <laughs> Donald, nothing. <laughs> Pours himself a drink. Look, Ruth, you know it meant nothing. You know I just... Ruth collapses on the couch and sobs hysterically. Donald runs backwards from the wet bar and makes it to her in 1.7 seconds. <laughs> he kneels, facing away from her. Ruth, you know I just... What? Ruth howls. You know I just like seeing what things look like from behind. <laughs> Ruth continues to stop. Donald, you know there's no one I would rather always be facing away from. Ruth, stop stopping. Did you mean that? Donald, still facing away. Of course I do. I hate looking at you. <laughs> Ruth kisses the back of his head softly. The lights fade. <laughs> Very good, Jamie <laughs> Moments like these that I regret not having an organ player. <laughs> I just wish we had one here all the time. Uh, Jesse Jones, on this date, 1896, an Englishman raised in Australia, Bob Fitzsimmons, fought an Irishman, Irishman, <laughs> Irishman, Peter Marr, in an American-promoted event which technically took place in Mexico, uh, winning the 1896 World Heavyweight Championship in boxing. Uh, also on this very date, 1988, televangelist Jimmy Swaggart confesses his sins uh, to his congregation. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? I am a sinner, John. A dirty, filthy, sexy sinner. <laughs> <laughs> and if, even if we feign ignorance of all else, we know deep down in our Jesus souls that sin, while fun and delicious, is bad. He died to pay our sin debt, you know. Jesus, I mean. <laughs> but since he died thousands of year, years before I, ever, I was ever sinned into existence, that must mean that he already saw and forgave any sinning that I was ever going to do in my entire life, which is kind of creepy. Full of love, sure, but also kind of creepy. <laughs> and with that creepy love in mind, I thought it seems like it would be kind of disrespectful if I were to just half-ass sin through my life, cheating myself out of the upper limits of the sin tab that Big JC's already got on his card at the old cloud bar. <laughs> so I did the holy math in the workbook of my soul, and it came to me. Deadly sins, seven. Deadly continents, seven. <laughs> I knew what I had to do. First step, North America. I was already there. First sin, gluttony. I nearly choked on my deep dish pizza hoagie when I realized how I'd already <laughs> nailed that shit without even trying. <laughs> Next, South America. Where in a fit of lust, I humped the entire rainforest. 
and you can expect some sexy-ass saplings to start sprouting up in about nine months, or however tree babies work. (laughs) Realizing I was hella gonna run out of time if I kept dicking around all over the fucking globe, I made a quick, envious, greedy, slothful, pridely whirlwind through Africa, Europe, Asia, and Australia, jealously hoarding lazy trophies all over some pyramids and Eiffel Towers and great walls and kangaroos and shit. <laughs> then finally I unleashed the full force of my wrath on Antarctica where I fought an emperor penguin for three days and told the Aurora Australis that it, I had a nightlight that made it look like a bag of shit on fire. <laughs> and while I know Jesus already knew I was going to do all that shit, I'm sure he took the time out to watch and give me a big old thumbs up for not wasting his fucking time and being a bullshit pain in his hand holes. <laughs> that was, this was Today Once. Which brings us to our next segment. Very good, very good. Brings us to our next segment. Uh, movie Makeup, please have composed a synopsis based on the following movie or show titles. Ray Molina, the name of your movie is Flute Loose. Flute <laughs> Flute loose. Flute, flute. Flute loose. Okay, a um, small Midwestern town has one rule. <laughs> and for a hundred years, nobody has dared break it. They allow every sort of debauchery you can imagine, but they, but the one thing they never allow is flutes. <laughs> when a young man's parents died in a fire, he was forced to move out of the city and into the country with some relatives he had never known. A new place, a new family, no friends, and no way out. With nothing going his way, all he has left is a song in his heart and a magical handmade flute, pan flute he was given by his shitty uncle as an apology for selling his Xbox for meth. (laughs) It was the last gift his scorched parents gave him. His uncle knew it was illegal to even make a pan flute, but he does meth for a living. Trying to simply fit in, the young man never planned on turning this town upside down and wanted most to simply take part in the normal humdrum of satanic blood orgies. (laughs) But his flute had plans of its own. Before long, his his flute playing was no longer a secret, and the town was not about to have this newcomer destroy the flute-less, blood-worshipping Eden they had built. Soon the sheriff tries to tempt the boy to give up his flute-playing ways, with money, sex, and power. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't in that order. He doesn't want any of it. All he wants is his flute and his courage sparks a fire in that town that inspires the other townspeople to make their own magical flutes and paint them with the blood they would normally smear on the children during the satanic mass. <laughs> the mayor, mayor went to Stanford and one night he hires a drug addict, the boy's uncle to make him pay. The boy ends up in a hospital as a team of doctors try to remove the flute that he has been lodged in his ass. <laughs> Nothing works until the boy tells them that it's a magic flute and they must play the song he wrote on it, a song dedicated to his dead parents. Many doctors tried, each taking turns trying to play the meth-whittled pan flute stuck in his rectum. <laughs> but only one has the musicianship to play the song correctly. <laughs> And through the magic of the song, the Excalibur-like flute (laughs) is finally loose. (laughs) Flute loose. (laughs) Very good. 
flute loose. Very good. Jamie, the name of your movie is You've Got Junk got Mail. Junk mail right? You've Got Junk Mail. Yep. You've Got okay. Junk Mail. I was a little high. Um, <laughs> uh, she's an out-of-work dumpster diver with an affinity for fancy cheeses and cursive J's. He's an obsessive-compulsive <laughs> keynote speaker for a software convention at the Doubletree Inn who loses the one thing he needs, and together they're going on an adventure of a lifetime. When Ruth DeVitt... Huh? Loses her job. <laughs> <laughs> loses her job to nothing more interesting than a failing economy. She takes to the dumpsters for excitement and a little food. There's just something magical about the first time you find spaghetti with the meatballs still intact. Ruth, you're one of the best dumpster divers I've ever seen. When Donald Davis is chosen to be a <laughs> when Donald Davis is chosen to be a keynote speaker about network security at a local DoubleTree Inn, his nerves are getting the best of him. I've just I've never been great at public speaking. I just need my notes. Suck it up, Davis. The future of this entire company rests on this talk. They don't know it yet, but their worlds are about to narratively intertwine. My mail, where's my mail? Oh, boss, I think they were thrown away. This is voices in the right. trailer. <laughs> 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 Ruth, I know you want to give dumpster diving, but I got one last job for you. The future of this company is in your hands, Donald. They both had some junk they needed to purge. <laughs> is that a pendant on your blouse there, Ruth? No, I think it's a dead rat. And together, <laughs> they'll discover that they're one leaflet of Costco coupons away of, a scrape of escaping their garbage existence. <laughs> this made me laugh at the time. <laughs> There's about 75 people out there, Donald. Are you ready? I just can't do it without my... Donald, wait. I found them. 7,500 Cats Pictures presents... In association with what is happening right now, films, <laughs> a story about finding the trash in all of us <laughs> and sending it off to somebody else. Are you going to finish that sandwich? No. Do you want it? Can you throw it away first? <laughs> <laughs> You've got junk mail. That's what I got. Thank you. Very good. Jamie <laughs> Fernandez. Jesse Jones, the name of your movie is Sleepless in She Tattles. Sleepless and She Tattles. Sleepless and She Tattles. And right. She Tattles. <laughs> a stupid sister production of a Jacob's BV film. <laughs> Jacob's Star Battle was a good kid who liked dinosaurs and comic books and space stories. What Jacob didn't like was going to bed super early. Green beans and his sister. <laughs> the evil, dumb Lily fart brain. So one night, there's Jacob lost in the four-color comic book world of jetpack space dinosaurs with laser guns fighting for good against the evil bad guy space dinosaurs in space pirate ships with space pirate laser swords. And the evil bad guy space pirate dinosaurs didn't like the good guy space dinosaurs because the good guy space dinosaurs wanted things to not be bad. <laughs> and that wasn't how the bad guy space dinosaurs wanted things to be at all. <laughs> and then, just when things were getting good, 
and Stegosaurus Maximus was, was about to laser shoot Tyrantosaurus. Lily started all like, Jacob, turn off your flashlight or I'm going to tell mom. <laughs> and Jacob was all, don't be a brat, stupid. <laughs> and Lily started crying and being stupid, even though Jacob told her not to be. And then both the good space dinosaurs and the evil, bad evil space dinosaurs both started trying to shoot Lily with their space lasers. But she had a bratty shield that made it impossible for space dinosaurs to blow her up even though they really wanted to. <laughs> then stupid Lily got up out of her dumb pink bed and ran out of the room crying and Jacob and Stegosaurus Maximus and Tyrannosaurus celebrated. And the two dinosaurs realized that they had more in common than they thought. They were both dinosaurs. They were both in space. They both like lasers. And they both hated Lily. And they knew that would be enough to start a new life for both good and evil space dinosaurs. Then Lily came back with Jacob's mom, who told Jacob not to be mean to his stupid sister and turn off his flashlight and go to bed, or he'd have to eat a million green beans. <laughs> So Jacob turned off his light, put away his books and his action figures, and laid down. But he wasn't even going to sleep. Because <laughs> he, wa he wasn't even tired at all. Stupid Lily. <laughs> and a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was movie makeup. Which brings us to our final uh, segment of this first show. Please don't leave <laughs> from the next one. Uh, this next segment is called Write an Erotic Poem About It. Please have composed an erotic poem about the following topics. Ray Molina, please have written an erotic poem in regards to Cinco de Mayo. Okay. I, last time I was here, I, I'd never written a poem. That's still true. <laughs> um, but I, I wrote this thing. I don't know if it's a... Uh, okay. <coughs> I just want to give you a little preface for this. I have these neighbors I hear have sex all the time. Right. And I think, um, I think one's an ex-con. I don't know. Just <laughs> it might be helpful for the... Anyways, I'll, I'll continue. My lawyer said tomorrow I'm going away. So tonight it's time to play. Your sombrero, my accordion. My lime, your corona. <laughs> Wrap your street taco around my mango on a stick. <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo Eve is our last chance to conceive. <laughs> they say I'll never see the light of day, so tonight it's time to play. Your chihuahua, my churro, amores. <laughs> my mop handle, your pinata. Let's make menudo together. Watch my hominy tickle your tripe. <laughs> On Cinco de Mayo Eve, somewhere my victim's family grieve. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very Molina. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. please have written an erotic poem about the Jackson the Five. The Jackson Five. The Jackson Five. Uh, okay. I wrote a sonnet. 
Shall I compare thee to Miss Doris Day? Thou art more younger and sexually simple. An asshole father shan't keep me away from fluid emerging why I bought albums at Dimple. 22 number one hit songs to date, sang was sold by preteen sexy black boys. It'd go Michael, Jermaine, Tito, Randy, and Jackie if I had to rate, and Marlon too, though tambourines are just toys. <laughs> <laughs> Upon my wall still, the five gleaming men, the way Michael moves makes me feel hotter and lose possession of my loins again. Too bad he was poisoned by that dumbass doctor. <laughs> I boogie hard for inappropriately young Midtown boys. It sets me free. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, I masturbate softly while whispering ABC, easy as one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jamie Fernandez. With a riveting sexual pump. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Jones, uh, please have written an erotic poem about five guys, burgers, and fries. <laughs> Your soft, sweet buns. The taste just can't be beat. When I find myself back east, I always crave your meat. <laughs> but when I'm back home, the debate, I just can't shake it. Cajun style, animal style, which way do I like to take it? <laughs> Five guys in and out. In and out. Five guys. <laughs> it all sounds so good. <laughs> why must we fight? Why can't, why can't I have both filling me up every night? Five guys in and out, sharing my heart, sharing my soul. I want five guys in and out, stretching my gut, <laughs> filling my hole. <laughs> and that is the end of Stab. Uh, one more time, Ray Molina, Jamie Fernandez, and Jesse Jones. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more... More Stab, go to one of our many online outlets. The primary of which being Stab for Gold. Stab, the number four gold.com. Uh, go to Stitcher. Go to all kinds of places online. Find us on iTunes, too. Uh, also, go to uh, GoFundMe and give us money for our TV pilot. Uh, thanks. Okay, bye.